The Word of God is food for the spirit and health to the body. Through the spirit of revelation, we are guided into the wisdom and deep mysteries in His Word that make our lives vibrant and productive. Welcome to the Makerefu Gospel Church podcast. As you listen in, the glory of God will be quickened and activated in your life. And now, the Word. Well, it's my pleasure to be with you all the way from Australia. I want to talk to you today about the power of expectation. We've got to be a people of expectation. The Bible is full of examples of people that expected something from God and he came through and gave them the miracle. And it's my hope today that you will leave this place full of expectation to see your circumstances begin to change to see your future begin to be created because God is alive and well and he comes and he meets with people whose heart and passion is full of expectation. I am full of expectation. I believe we will plant one million churches. Let me tell you the truth. This is just part of the journey. We'll get to this and then we'll pick a bigger number simply because we can and because God is alive and well and wants to still do a big thing in the earth today. But you know, that's me talking about metamorphic, which is our ministry. But God's interested in you, right where you live, right where you work, right where you are educated, wherever your circumstance is, God is in the midst of that and he wants to work with you. But what he's asking you to do today is to begin to fill your heart with expectation. Come on, can you fill your heart with expectation? And God's going to do something in your life, but I want to tell you the people he's going to meet. It's those that expect that something will happen. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn to Acts chapter 3 and we're going to read verses 1 to 8. Verses 1 to 8, I'll read the whole passage. It says this, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. That's a sad, a sad story right there. I'll keep reading. But this man spent his whole life on the outside of that which was beautiful. Every day they laid him at the temple, at the gate that was called beautiful. Imagine spending your whole life on the outside of that which is beautiful. And yet the reality is, this is the story of so many Christians because God has got a plan. God has got a purpose. God has got a promise. And for so many of us, we let our lives put us on the outside of that which God has got for us. And it goes on here and it says, uh, at the great gate beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. When seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, they are, he asked. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed to them, expecting to receive something of them. I want you to get that word. He was expecting to receive something. Then Peter and John go on and you know the story They say silver and gold we don't have, but what we do have in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the Bible says that he rose up and he jumped and he leaped and he went for the first time into the temple of the place called Beautiful. This man's existence changed in one moment of time and one moment of time where he spent a whole lifetime outside that which was beautiful. He received a miracle and walked into the promises of God. That could be your testimony today. Amen? You believe that? But what's the key here? 
The key is he was expecting something. If you sort of come here and sort of think, well, I'll do what I do. I'll put my money in the offering. I'll worship God. I'll listen to the word. I'll try and live a good life. I'll try and not cause any dramas for someone. Well, that's really nice. But I, the people that move and shake this world are people like this man who say, you know what? I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a breakthrough. Let me ask you a question. What expectations do you have for your marriage? Very quiet when I say that, actually, isn't it? See, a lot of people don't have any expectations. They live in disappointment. They go, some, some people, not you, at another church up the road, are hoping that their husband or their wife, something happens to them so they can get a new one. Let me tell you, that's not the way to live life. The way to live life is for us to rise our expectations. The reason we don't get things in life is because we don't expect to get anything good. We expect a bad report. We expect an answer that's not the right answer. We expect for things to be just mediocre. But I want to tell you, church, it's time for you and I to rise up and be full of the Holy Ghost and say, you know what? My marriage may not have been the best over the last couple of years, but I'm expecting that it's going to get better now in Jesus' name. I'm going to be the solution. If you don't have an expectation, it'll just stay the same. But what's your expectation with your finances? What's your expectation with your career, with your business, with your education? You see, everything we do in life comes back to what are you expecting? Because if you expect nothing, you know what you're going to get? Nothing, exactly. You see, we are getting what we expect. Now, this man, and by the way, often we're going to get more than we expect, and that's what happened with this guy. He's there, he's expecting to get a few coins. But how many people know he walked away with a whole lot more than a few coins? He walked away with a solution. This man came every day for his whole life and was on the outside of that which is beautiful. But in one moment of time, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Come on, church, rise up and walk. It's time to rise up and walk into your future in Jesus' name. I'm going to come back to this story in a few moments. Um, but what are you expecting is really the question I'm asking because most people live from one circumstance to another, one crisis to another, but God's got a different plan for us. And so we've got to expect God to do something in our lives today. In Psalm 62 verse 5, it says, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. How many people know that our expectation is in God? So if you think when I'm talking about expectation, it's just about positive thinking, it's not. Here's the reality. We've got to put our expectation in God, not in the circumstance. We've got to put our expectation in God to break through, not what happened this week with our marriage or our finances or whatever it might be. Our expectation should be in Christ Jesus, who says he can do, and we'll look at this passage to end today, but that is that he can do exceedingly and abundantly beyond anything you can think or imagine. That's the God I serve. That's the God of a million churches. That's the God of your marriage. That's the God of your financial breakthrough. That's the God of this city in Jesus' name. Come on, we've got to believe this. What are we going to do? Just play church? Or are we going to take a city in Jesus' name? Come on, who here wants to take a city? Seriously, do you want to take a city? You want to win this place for Jesus? Because we can, if you'll expect it. But if you expect, oh, we might grow next year by 50 people, then guess what? You'll grow by 50 people. But I think God wants to do something bigger. I think God wants to do something amazing. 
I think God wants to do something that you and I can't make it happen ourselves. It's got to be a God thing. That's why our expectation should be in Him. So I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about when uh, my wife got pregnant with twins. That was a long time ago. You might be looking at me thinking, oh, congratulations, you're having a baby. But it was a long time ago, if you can't work out that I'm a little bit older than childbearing age. But uh, they're 32 years old now, my sons. And so they're twins, great men of God, doing absolutely fantastically in life. But I remember when we first found out that, they were, uh, that my wife was pregnant. So you use the word here in Uganda, I think, that you're expecting a baby. How many people know that when you're expecting a baby, it changes everything? When you know that you're going to have a child and you say, yeah, we're expecting a baby. In our case, we're expecting twins. We didn't know what that even meant. We'd never even had one baby. Now we're going to have two. But I got to tell you, my whole world was different. I behaved differently. I saw things I hadn't seen before. Do you know, I'd never noticed before that there are shops that sell baby things. I didn't know they existed. I, I just saw McDonald's or KFC and I went in there. But now, all of a sudden, there's these shops with baby things. Guess where I am? I'm in the shop with the baby things. I'm there pushing around prams. I'm checking the cradle to see if it'll rock nicely. I'm looking at these cute clothes. I mean, I, I, I was hoping no one was watching me because I looked a little bit silly. But the reality is when we knew we were expecting children, our behavior began to change. When you begin to expect something in your world, your behavior will begin to change. You know what else? My language changed. Before I used to talk about football, Liverpool in particular, for all those Liverpool supporters here. But you know, when, when I first found out that we were expecting twins, my language changed. And so every, whenever I'd meet with my friends, they'd start talking about football, but I'd start talking about babies. I'd start talking about cradles and prams, and they're looking at me going, what are you on? Do you know, the truth is, when you get an expectation and you begin to think, and begin to talk about the things that God is saying in your life, maybe not everyone will understand. But as you speak that thing out, it'll come into existence. That's the reality. Your expectation, I know you've got expectation when I see your language and your behavior because it all begins to change. I love that. It changed my focus and it changed uh, just even the fact that I got excited by this. If you've ever been expecting for anything, you get excited. When I found out we were having twins, you could not get the smile off my face. I was walking around. <laughs> twins. See, I'm a man. I can produce two kids in one go. Look at that. Rawr, muscles. I don't It probably had nothing to do with me. It was all to do with my wife. But anyway, I took the credit. And uh, the truth is, I was excited. When you have expectation in your life, you're going to be excited about something. And if right now you're here and you're going, oh, not that excited about life, it's time to get some expectation. You've got to be excited about something. You've got to be excited about something. Hopefully it's not football. Hopefully it is something else. But about your future. Maybe you're sitting here now and going, oh, I don't really have a lot of hope for my future. Today's the day to get some hope, to get some expectation. Get excited about the future. I know that circumstances may not have been great to you, but we don't live by circumstances. We don't live by what we see. We live by what we believe. We live by what we expect. 
My expectation is in him. I haven't planted a million churches yet, but you, if you listen to me, you'll be convinced because I am convinced that this will happen. This T-shirt tells you my expectation is to plant one million churches. Now, don't just go and buy a T-shirt and say that's your expectation because the T-shirt's just a T-shirt. But the reality is we've got to get expectation in our hearts in Jesus. Do you know, I remember a game show. I don't know if you have, you'd have game shows here, I imagine, on TV. Of course, you're all too holy to watch TV. So I'll tell you what happens on the game show. But there was this game show a number of years ago in Australia, and it was in a lot of countries around the world. It was called The Price is Right. And it was an interesting game show because uh, the audience would come. Let's just say this is the audience. And the compare would be up the front. And he would read out someone's name, a random name from the congregation or from the audience. And then that person would run out of their chair, come up the front, and they would then be, go, be in a position where they could win a prize. Now, by the way, they haven't won anything at this point of time. But here they are. They're in the, the, the audience and the compere would say, hey, uh, come on down, Pastor Fred. And that's what they'd say. And then Pastor Fred would get up and go, yeah, whoa. And he'd be jumping over pews, jumping over chairs. He'd be hugging people he's never met before. He'd just be so excited. And the reason was that he had an expectation that he was about to win something big. But here's the reality. He hadn't even won anything yet. He was excited because he had an expectation. And when his name got called out, he went, wow, this is cool. Something's about to happen. But here's what I want you to know. That's just a game show. In reality, Jesus Christ has already called out your name. And it's time to get expectant. It's time to get a little bit more excited than the people on that game show. On that show, seriously, they would run around and hug people that they'd never met before. Now, please don't do that during the break. You might scare off the new people. But the thing is, we should be pretty passionate about our future. We should be excited about our future. So back to the story about the man. Because this man is, uh, is a beggar. And um, I'm sure none of you are beggars. And please, if you have an attitude like that, get rid of it. Because the beggar spirit doesn't attract the promises and the blessing of God. But in this story here, this particular man, he's been lame since birth. And the reality is every day they bring him to the outside of this, uh, this gate called Beautiful at the temple. And as I said before, he spent his whole life on the outside of that which is beautiful. But on this day, it says that as he was asking for someone to give him something, in verse 5 it says he was expecting. How many people know he was already on the winning team when he started to expect? He was expecting. And every day he did receive something. He was quite a smart beggar because he sat right in front of the temple where people would feel guilty if they didn't give him something. And so every day he gets something. And again, he's got an expectation. But on this day, God was about to exceed his expectations. And if you've come here today and you've got an expectation in your heart, maybe it's just a small expectation at this stage. But the reality is God is in the house. And God is about to exceed your expectations. Maybe you want your health to improve. I want to tell you, he's here to give you divine health. Divine health. Divine health. 
not just take away the symptoms, but to give you absolute 100% healing. Maybe you're here now and you're going, if I could just get enough money to pay my bills, let me tell you, it's time to lift your eyes a bit higher and begin to believe God to prosper you. You say, I don't know how. Well, this man didn't know how he was going to get his legs working either. His whole life he'd been, he'd been laid. But here he is, he's crying out. And Peter and John say, rise up and walk. And he stands up and he walks into the temple of the, of the gate beautiful. How many people here today would like to walk into that which is beautiful? Come on, seriously. You're on the outside of that which is beautiful. You go, I know the promises. See, this man could see in the temple. He could see into that which was beautiful, but he was not allowed to go in because lame men couldn't go into the temple. But on this day, it all changed. And he rose up and he walked into the destiny, into the future that God had for him. But it all started with expectation. And if you'll have expectation in this house today, I'm going to speak those words and you can rise up and walk into your future, into that which is beautiful. And it's a great place. That man now, his world had changed. It wasn't like he had an incremental increase. But now this man could marry a wife. Now this man could kick a football. Now this man could have children. Now this man could get a job. In one moment of time, everything he knew was transformed into the plan and the purpose that God had for his life. And so for you and I today, we've got to rise up and walk into our future. There's another story of, a, of another beggar. And by the way, this is not a message for uh, just for people that beg, but the reality is sometimes they get a breakthrough. Many beggars in the Bible don't get a breakthrough, but the ones that do had an expectation. There's a story of a man named Bartimaeus. And we won't read the story, I'll just tell it to you. It's in John chapter 10. And uh, if you're taking notes, it's verses 46 through to 52. And I call him Bartimaeus because a lot of people call him blind Bartimaeus. He was blind, but I don't call him blind Bartimaeus. And I'll tell you why I don't call him that. Because my Bible, the heading says blind Bartimaeus. But I refuse to call him that. Because his mother called him Bartimaeus. She didn't call him blind Bartimaeus. You might think, what do you mean by that? You know, the reality is we should never call someone according to their condition. And we should never let someone else call us according to our condition. His name was Bartimaeus and he was blind, but I would never call him blind Bartimaeus. Same as I wouldn't call you single mum Mary. You might be a single mum, but your name is Mary and God loves you just as you are. You might be young, I'm not going to call you young Frank. I'm going to call you Frank and be thankful that you are young. I'm not going to call you old Lindsay because that's my name, Lindsay. I'm not going to, if you call me old Lindsay, I'll smack you one, okay? Here's the reality. My name is Lindsay. And I'm not old either, by the way. <laughs> Maybe I'm a bit older than most of you. How many people know that we should never call people according to their condition? Don't call people according to their condition. Don't say poor this person, rich that person single mum that person, drug addict that person. They have a name and that God has a plan for them as their person, as their name, not their condition. Their condition is temporary and we don't ever put, put, put the limits on people based on their condition. Anyway, that's good. not what I want to talk about, about this man. That was just for free and a little side thing for a moment. 
Back to the story of uh, Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus hears that Jesus is coming. I, I like his attitude because Bartimaeus can't see, but he can hear. You know what? You might have a limitation in your life, but what you've got to do is use what you've got. And Bartimaeus, although he couldn't see, he could hear better than anybody else. And he'd heard the stories about Jesus, and he heard that Jesus was coming on the road. He couldn't see him, obviously, but he could hear. And as Jesus came closer, he could hear the crowd, and he could hear the voice of Jesus, probably. And his ears were so sharp, and he began to cry out to Jesus. But what did the crowd say to him? Be quiet. Do you know, when you cry out to God, the crowd will always tell you to be quiet. When you want to do something good for God, the crowd will always tell you to be quiet. When you get a bit of expectation in your heart, people will say, oh, I don't believe for that. You'll be disappointed. But I want to tell you, it's time to forget uh, listening to the crowd and it's time to listen to the voice of the Holy Ghost and begin to go, you know what? Expectation is rising in my heart. My season past may not have been what I wanted to be, but now I'm entering and declaring and prophesying a new season over my life. And I declare with expectation what it will be. That's what he did. He said, you know what? I've been blind for long enough. It's time for a change. The crowd said, be quiet. Don't bother the master. But he yelled out even louder. And then Jesus looks over at this man. All of a sudden, the crowd changed their mind. Isn't it funny how the crowd will change their mind based on the circumstance? That's why I don't listen to crowds. I don't care what the crowds say. I care what Jesus says. But here's the story. Get this. I love this because Jesus is on a journey. And on the journey, he's not planning on stopping here. This is not his destination. His destination is somewhere else. But he's walking along. And he hears the cry of Bartimaeus. And the cry of Bartimaeus was so clear, was so expectant that the Bible says Jesus stood still. I love that. Imagine that your expectation could be so powerful that the Son of God would stand still. Thank you for listening. We hope that you've been strengthened with His might and fortified by the Word of God. Please make sure to like, follow, and subscribe to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube pages at Full Gospel Map. Goodbye.